You're listening to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sigurdur, an Icelandic sexologist. I know I've been on hiatus. Okay, no, we cannot be doing this. This is this terrible Icelandic um, radio show, which is so, it's it's just awful. It's so, there's people who call in there are so ignorant and preju- they're so prejudiced and they are just, they're so anti-everything and everyone and it's just atrocious listening to them and I was mainly just listening to that station just to check in I was like okay are they still as bad as they were and yes I can now with certainty I oops um, confirm that they are horrible and if you live in Iceland do not ever listen to this radio station unless you're like trying to gain understanding of um, people's narrow-mindedness and prejudice and ignorance and that it's well and alive in this world and that we need to fight it together. Anyway, just finished um, educating some teens. Um, I've I've recently discovered this new free thing called Slito. I'm telling everybody about it. It's amazing. So Slito, it's S-L-I dot D-O. So that's, yeah, um, sweat, limb, limbs. No, I can't even do it. It's S-L-I dot D-O, okay? And I remember when I lived in the States and I had this telephone uh, some telephone operator or something called me to sell something and he gave me a message and he did it really fast. We're not used to doing this when we're spelling out words in Icelandic we're not used to giving the word you know the first letter of the word when you're trying to figure out what letter the person just said but this person did it so fast on the phone in in the states and I was like why is she saying all these letters I don't get in all these words and I just it got it got me totally mixed up anyway so it's Slito and it's this platform where where you have real-time um, people can post their anonymous questions and I answer them during like a lecture and it's super cool because it's free it's anonymous and people can like questions so you might not have a question but somebody might have asked a question that you really want the answer to and everybody gets to see each other's questions so that also prevents a lot of um, the same questions happening over and over and over oh am I turning the wrong way I never can remember how you are supposed to do this roundabout. Yeah, it's here. Anyway, so I did that. And it always fascinates me when kids ask about gay sex. I just, I just, I can't get my head around it. That there's always such a thing as gay sex. And they're like, so... How do lesbos have sex? And I'm like, I'm standing upside down. And they're like, we knew it. I'm like, no, they don't. It's just two women having sex, all kinds of sex, different to each individual, what kind of sex they are up to that particular day or evening and uh, up to their sexual partner, what kind of 
mood they are in as well, and it's just a negotiation. So it just it and it just it yeah. I can't even I can't even describe how I, I wouldn't say disheartened, but I'm I'm kind of like really we're still there it's 2019 we knew all this stuff about orientation and gender and hopefully sex but we're still always kind of funneling it down into what do gays do or what do lesbians do so this is the question i asked i usually get asked what do what kind of sex do lesbians have and then i get asked what is gay to do in sex so, for example, in a class I recently taught, there was this kid, there, were, there was a group of guys, they were all talking about masturbation and, um, you know, talking about stats and how, when and where and stuff like that, comparing notes. And this one guy said, well, I can actually, um, I can actually give myself a blowjob. I can, yeah, I can suck myself off. And the guys were like, no, that's so gay, that's gay. And I was like, What? why is it gay with your own mouth but it's fine with your own hand like I, I don't get what's the difference why is that not masturbation and they were like no 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 way that's crossing the line and this one kid he's like do you do you swallow your own cum and this guy's like well sometimes I mean if it lands in my mouth I do and the guys are just like no you should not do that that's not what you do and it was it fascinated me I'm like guys why do you think that something that you do during sex makes you gay? And it's such a common notion. Like, what if I touch my butt or if I'm stroking my anus or, you know, is anal play, isn't that gay? Like, every like, aren't gays really attracted to asses? Are all gays super into asses? It's like we're always trying to box people in that... And it's this language of everybody, all people, and it just... it's. It gets a bit tiring. Not, I, I don't know. Tiring is not the best word or the most appropriate word. But it, it's kind. Of, you kind of go like, really? Are you still putting people in the boxes of orientation, and you cannot see beyond that? And this guy was like, this one question that came up tonight was like, okay, so if two friends are giving each other blowjobs, but they say no homo, is that you know? And are they then you know like not gay? like dude the only thing that makes you gay is when you say i am gay that is literally the only thing that makes you gay you can have all the sex you want every different kind of sex you can have all the thoughts emotions and feelings but not unless you say i am gay i feel gay i am gay are you gay okay so that's my issue with this we're and we're always trying to define other people as one guy was like so what if I watch porn and all of a sudden like there's gay action and I was like what do you mean by gay action he's like what if there's like I was just watching like two girls make out but then like it flips over into two guys and I'm like oh my god but it's like of the point of no return and I orgasm but there are two guys and I'm like okay so let's think about this for a moment and they're like yeah and it's gay porn and I'm like okay what makes porn gay well duh they're gays having sex and I'm like well actually you don't know the orientation of the actors they may they might be heterosexual like do you know they're like uh, obviously they're gay they're having sex with each other and I'm like well they're actors we actually don't know their orientation so is it their orientation that makes this gay porn or is it the fact that they are of the same gender you presume and that they're having sex 
so they're like, well, anyways, they're, you know, of the same gender and having sex, which makes it gay porn. I'm like, okay, well, by that argument, and, and I'm saying, okay, so watching gay porn makes you gay, or masturbating to gay porn makes you gay, and they're like, yeah, 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 does that happen? I'm like, okay, so by your definition, you are already watching a lot of gay porn, right? I'm like, no, it was a one-time thing, and I'm like, well, didn't you just tell me that you watched um, two ladies together? Isn't that two of the same gender having sex oh, oh that's gay porn so I mean I guess you're quite accustomed to it right no no that's not what I meant that's no that's not that's totally different no uh what exactly so what are we saying when we're talking about gay porn what are we saying when we're talking about orientation and sex it's so like our our experience of it is so mixed up. So trying to like get it untangled is, I guess, for a lot of people, a struggle. I had this um, this almost like senior citizen lecture the other day. It was for married couples, but it was a uh, these were older mar- married couples. So it was mostly 45 plus. Um, well, let's. I mean, it was more 55 or 60 plus even the age ranges. And there was this one guy, because I was talking about fantasies, and there was this one guy who was like, well, you know, I've been taught that you should not try to think about other women whilst having sex with your wife, and you're saying that's okay. I'm like, dude, not only am I saying it's okay, I'm encouraging it, but I'm also saying to you, think about your friends. Try to try to think about them. See if that works for you. That might be an interesting twist. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't need to mean anything. You don't need to interpret it. It's just, you know, healthy, good fun. And he's like, sorry, what? I'm, I'm obviously straight. And I thought that was so interesting. I was like, why are you obviously straight? I'm married to this woman. I'm like, yeah, well, I never asked you about your orientation. To me, you're not obviously straight. You're married to a woman. I don't even know how she identifies. So, and I don't even know her orientation. So, you know, what are we talking about, really? And it was so funny because he was like, you are married to a man, right? And I was like, yes, yes, I am married to a man. But come to think of it, I've never asked him how he identifies. He uses the pronoun he, pronoun he, but uh, he's never been like, I am a guy, I am a man. And as a man, he's just like, this person who identifies or, or uses the pronoun he, pronoun he and, um, and him. And yeah, he's a penis haver. But other than that, like, I don't know. And he's like, haha, you're funny. And I go, hmm, I didn't think it was particularly funny. And he's like, but uh, yes, you're married to a man. But I was like, yeah, but, um, but I mean, does that define me? Does that define my orientation? It was so interesting because it was so weird for him and it was so awkward and that was making it so messy and and that to me was just like okay I'm not trying to fuck with you okay maybe I am but like why why are we putting people in boxes and this one guy was like well you know what I know a lesbian couple that is normal I'm like oh geez it's like very normal and you know what they don't even like other lesbians they don't want to be included in that lesbian group because they're like we're normal we're like every other kind of couple normal couple and I'm like oh baby Jesus and I was like what makes people normal you know what is normal why do we have to define them and and what so what if you know a lesbian couple like 
I know a racist couple. Does that mean that each and every couple of the world is racist? So if you belong to a couple, you are racist. You know, what are we? What are we really saying here? It's such utter bullshit, and we lose sight of who people are, how they love, and how they want to love. Like, say for instance, tonight um, I had an interview where the uh, I did this interview for the National Radio in Iceland where the question that was asked was, what is love? How do you define love? And obviously this turned into a 40-minute chat, which I was going to record, but forgot. Um, but what I thought was really interesting is that when we're talking about love, we often forget to define what kind of love. And I'm not saying that we need different labels. Sometimes we do. But we need to talk about what kind of relationship it is and allow space for love to change and our definition of love to change so I think that's often left out of the conversation so we're we're talking about romantic love we often also forget to define what is romantic to us and that that can change as well we're kind of stuck in this form of well being romantic is flowers or lingerie or candles or a dinner cooked at home or a steak or yada 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 but um, I've, I've been saying this a bit these um, past couple of in, in a couple of interviews this past couple of weeks but um, to me being seen as who I am and being validated that is romantic, romantic to me so to give you a quick example um, I, I'm, I'm worried about the environment as are a lot of us I hope and I am also conscious about money. So I hate, because here in Iceland you get 16 kronas, 16 kronas for recycling um, aluminum cans and plastic um, bottles and uh, I don't remember, glass bottles, sorry. My head is somewhere else, I think. My period pains are really starting to affect me and my lower abdomen and back is like, get to bed now. But fortunately I have my period panties on. Thank you, Maudie body, for soaking up all my juices. Well, anyway, so I was, um, what was I saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've recently, not recently, you know, like almost a year ago, taken up the hobby of collecting cans. Well, I've done this quite a few times but now I've get, gotten my kids involved so we're going to London and they are collecting their um, travelers fund or you know money that they can spend during our travels they are collecting through collecting cans and getting them recycled and then that's their money that's their their own little fund so they're they do not get to ask us to buy them anything not clothes and not any toys or anything like that. We like we will pay for their entertainment and we will pay for food. But other than that, they have to rely on their own funds. So it depends on how how I mean busy they are collecting this stuff for recycle for to for us. Oh my god, sorry how much I'm stuttering here. For us to go and recycle, that's their fund. So anyway, but also obviously I'm helping them out, but it's also an environmental cause for me. 
So here I, I've been like obsessing about this. And now because I've been thinking a lot about it and I'm doing a lot of it, I see cans and bottles everywhere and it frustrates the crap out of me. So not only am I, am I like, okay, this is polluting the environment. This will eventually end up in the ocean. Um, I'm also thinking that's money. That's money right there. And am I just gonna walk past it? Hell to the no. So this has been weighing heavily on my mind and when we're going out for a drive or something and I know now you're like, wait, you're environmentally conscious but you're driving a car, you know, I, I conf I'm conflicted people. Um, and we're never, there are uh, simultaneous truths as I have learned. So anyway, so uh, we were on a drive in the countryside and I saw, kept taking all these bottles and cans and stuff. And I was like, you have to stop the car. We have to pick the bottles. I cannot keep on going. And my partner was like, yep, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take the left side, you take the right side and let's grab a bag and let's collect as many as we can. And then the other day he was like, do you wanna go for a walk and collect cans and bottles? And I'm like, oh my Lord, that's so romantic. And people are like, collecting cans and bottles, Sika, isn't actually romantic. It's quite frowned upon. And it's something that, you know, foreigners or somebody who's very poor would do. Like, it's totally societally weird here in Iceland to walk around collecting cans and bottles. It's awkward. It's like, why are you doing this? You weird person. But I figured, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm weird, so I may as well. Ooh, fox. Ooh, cool. White. Um, so I may as well, you know, what's the harm in it? Uh, no harm, obviously, but other people's perception of me is like, oh my gosh, so weird, but hello, saving the environment and collecting monies. And it's an important parenting tip because, I mean, I don't want them constantly asking me for things, asking me to give them money to buy things. And we did this on a trip. We went to Spain last October, and there we, that this was our first experience of, like, uh, they, them having collected cans and bottles and their the recycled money was their money it was their fund so they kept asking like okay so how much do we have left can I afford this and this and that and the, the, we went to this market and there was this guy with these crazy magic markers from Germany and he did the whole show for us it was like a I kid you not, 15-minute sale pitch and demonstration and it was so lively and so busy it felt like a live infomercial and the kids were like, whoa, so cool. And I thought so cool. And this is so something that I would have bought for them. So I was like, so what do you think? Do you want to buy it? And they're like, nah. I'm like, what? He gave you guys a 15-minute demonstration. He showed you everything. You were super into it. And you don't want to buy it? They're like, no, we don't need it. We have crayons at home. I was like, oh, my Lord. If, if that would have been my money, they would have been all over it. Like, I would have had to buy two sets so they could have their own set or something crazy like that so I was so happy I was like wow you're not complaining to me you're not making me buy you crap that you are not going to use and I'm not saying that the crap that they bought was the best use of their money but it wasn't my decision and they had to feel really good with their decision to spend the money and then they realized like wow that's actually quite expensive and I don't want to spend that big a big of a chunk of my money on that item and I'm like yeah well that's the way you got to think about money and mind you you might be thinking now like how old are her kids are they teens no 
when we were in Spain, they were five and seven. And they are still actually five and seven, but about, or this summer they're, they're going to turn six and eight. So I think learning the value of money is really important and starts from a young age because, like I'm always telling my kids, um, how, how we get paid for our work. And I, I was explaining to them that time away from them is my work time and I need to get paid for my time. So when I'm with them, I do not get paid, which is, you know, obviously I want to have time with them. I want to have um, that space so I can spend a lot of time with them, but I also need to spend time apart. We need to spend time apart so that I am able to work. But it, it gets us into the conversation of, and I don't, I don't necessarily like the whole time is money, but it gets them into thinking what is time and how do we use our time and what is work and when are we at work and when is work worth it and I really like it um, also because one of my kids um, scratched a car the other day and we talk about we usually talk about money um, in what do, what do you call it in um, like hard cash so we talk about it in bills yeah bills dollar bills y'all or you know kroner because we're in Icelandic we're in Iceland and loa is like one of the um, birds that migrates to Iceland in the summer and my you know, it's a, it's a beautiful, I like Loan. She, it's like the, we call her the, um, she's like the forebearer of spring and summer. So we have this song, when Loa comes, summer, like Loa comes to say farewell to the snow. Well, actually she doesn't, but you know, it's a nice poem anyway. So the highest note, the highest bill of currency in Iceland is 10,000 krona. And the Loa is on the picture of the bird, the Loa. I don't remember its name in Latin. Anyway, is on the 10,000 krona bill. So we always, we often talk about things in terms of loas, you know, the plural of loa. So my um, kid scratched up a car the other day and I was so pissed and I was so mad and I was so just spent. It was a Friday afternoon. We were going to soccer practice. I was so tired. And then I got a call that evening like, um... Could it be that I saw that your car was parked next to my car and my car now has a scratch? Could it be that you scratched my car? And I was like, oh my God, my kid probably did it. Anyway, so I told my kid, I'm like, that's 10 loas. And he's like, oh my God, that's 10 loas? I'm like, yeah, that's 10 loas. Do you know how many cans are in 10 loas? So, you know, it, it's to make them feel that money is real and it's not just a card. So I often don't have my wallet with me either. I'm sorry how we went from gay sex, from porn, to currency, but you know, you know with me, like my mind drifts and I go everywhere and anywhere. So anyway, um, and love to currency. Um, so I often don't have a, my wallet on me. I don't have my card. I don't have any money and my kids know this. So we'll be like walking past the store and they're like, oh, can we go in and buy juice? And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't take any money with me. So, you know, I have water and you can have that because uh, I want them to realize that you can't always just buy things because I, also I think in the future not only our perception but I, I don't think that this mentality I mean we know it's not sustainable oh northern lights I know it's not sustainable but um, <clears throat> we also need to just frame this differently so you shouldn't always go and buy what you feel you need because you don't really need it so I want to try to raise them with that thought process let's see how it goes maybe they won't care for it and they'll just buy endless oodles amount of drinks and um 
single plastic use containers, but I, I hope not. I hope not, but we'll see what the future holds. Well, anyway, um, so I'm, I mean, I'm here, even though I go on long hiatuses, it's just, I've been super busy. I lost my voice and um, sometimes it's just not in the mood, people. You know how it is with life. Sometimes you're just not in the mood. But I'm still here, still busy. Ooh, oh, and very cool thing to report before I check out. So I got an email last week. I'm getting an award. Mm-hmm. It's quite weird to, I, like I haven't told people about it and it's not public. Um, they probably won't be until, I mean, they might, they probably release something to the press after it's been awarded, I'm guessing, I don't know. But so I'm getting an award for selfless, I think it's called, yeah, selfless work in promoting sexual health and sexual education for young people and Icelandic people here in Iceland. So it's kind of cool. And there's this um, reception um, a few days from now where they're going to, I don't know, give a speech or something. Maybe I have to give a speech. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm okay with improvising, but I forget all the things that you're supposed to say, like, thank you, dear people who voted for me or stuff like that. I usually just go into the super emotional, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. But it's cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm a bit awkward about it. I'm a bit, like, shy about it. And I'm a bit like, really? Okay. I mean, I think it's cool, but I'm still like, okay, are you sure? Are, are you not confused? Are you, really? So it's going to be cool. I think so. So yeah, I'm still here, even though I go away for a bit. But I'm actually going away on Sunday, so I'll be able to record more because I'm going to the north of Iceland. Hello, Söðar Kroger. I'm on my way. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland. You can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S-I-G-G-A-D-O-G-G dot com. That's sickaduck.com. See you guys later.